Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to encourage our listeners to consider donating to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. It's a nonprofit organization that fights for racial justice. Through litigation, advocacy, and public education, they seek structural changes to expand democracy, eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. Visit www.naacpldf.org to donate to an incredibly important cause. Welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we've got a great episode this week. Uh, very special guest with us, returning guest to the show, Michael Bauer. How are you doing this evening, sir? Jake, Dustin, it's very good to be back. Glad to see you guys again. Always love uh, talking to you guys. So glad to talk to you kind of face-to-face, as face-to-face as you can get in 2020, right? That's yeah, right. It's not in the flesh, but it's of the flesh. And for that, I'm grateful. So happy to have you on, Mike. <laughs> of the flesh. That takes on a different type of tone, like pleasures of the flesh. So, Well, you just wait until the end of this episode, my friend. I can't wait. I got plenty of clothes to take off, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get too far into it, Mike, why don't you uh, let us know where folks out there can find you, what you do, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. You can find me on Twitter at the TheNBower85. I'm the host of a fantastic podcast called The Dynasty Rewind. Uh, we're actually going to be going live after this show. So if you want to come see me more for some reason, I don't know, you can. Uh, but I have fantastic co-hosts. We do a live stream every Tuesday night, waivers and whatnot. And uh, Friday night is our normal pod which is live streamed as well and then released on Saturday morning. So lots of good stuff coming up in store during the off season. So, you know, subscribe, rate, and review after you subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. And wouldn't have. Let's be out. You just wouldn't well, have. Yeah. Because you'd be Let's... duplicating what he'd be saying, and that would just be nonsense. That, exactly. You Thank do, you, Jake. You do have that nice Midwestern accent to you, though, so I like that. Oh, I'm, I'm trying for the, the non- non-regional accent it's no, not man, working let it hang out be, <laughs> be yourself i love it and actually quick question for you i see you got a wisconsin flag back there Are you excited big 10 football is coming back yes and no Scared. yeah that that's more of the thing like yes because you can never get enough football let's be honest right. but yeah i'm a little nervous for how it's gonna go and okay. the, the truncated season that we're having and it's i just don't know what to think i'm happy you, you, I, i'm taking whatever i can get this year honestly Oh, believe me, I'll, I'll take it all in. I'll, I'll watch all the games, but it's... Yeah, you will take it all in, Dustin. You sure I will. Always do. Always do. <laughs> and of course, we hope that Ohio State loses, right? I think we could all agree on that. Always. Uh, absolutely. Oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Every I like single it. time. I like it here. Porkman's not going to like that, but you know. That's all right. Sorry, Porkman, who's already hanging out in the chat. I yeah. see you. Yeah, he was here early in the chat and said that uh, he's only here for you, Mike. So uh, Prepare for disappointment. <laughs> uh, before we get off the rails too far here, uh, we will be talking about here in a little bit, veterans we're cutting bait on. Uh, either redraft or dynasty here. Uh, we'll choose your flavor, or it could be a little bit of both. Uh, but before we get into that, we need to know what we are all drinking. Uh, so, Jake, I'll throw it over to you. What are you drinking tonight? I am indulging 
in Cigar City Brewing's Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Brown Ale. And it is scrumptious, as the name suggests. That does sound delicious. Yeah, it's 5.5 alcohol. Not not crazy. Not too bad. There's a lot of cinnamon, a lot of raisin. Again, all the things from the cookie. Uh, And it's it's not too sweet. So I dig it. I would give this bad boy uh, four stars, by the way. Four stars. All right. Excellent. Mike, are you drinking tonight? I am. I figured coming on this podcast, it's kind of mandatory, right? So well, it's um, encouraged, I'm, not mandatory. Let's put it that strongly way. Strongly encouraged. That's correct. <laughs> I'm drinking one. So I'm a huge Oktoberfest and Marzen fan. Pretty much drink that exclusively this time of the year, obviously, because it's the only time you get it. So I'm drinking a Von Trapp Oktoberfest. They are from Vermont. Um, and the tagline here is cool. A little of Austria, a lot of Vermont. Um, it's pretty solid as far as your Oktoberfest slash Marzen goes. Beautiful color to it. Um, there's other Oktoberfests I do like a little bit better. This one would get a, uh, this one's going to get a three and a half for me though. It's kind of my go-to. Mm-hmm. Yards out of Philadelphia makes a fantastic Oktoberfest. Oddly enough, I'm only an hour and a half north of Philadelphia and I can't find it by me. Oh, so, that's a bummer. I will make the trip. That's <laughs> a travesty. Yeah. If you have one locked in that you know in your heart you love, that's your 101 of Oktoberfest or even well, close to it, you got to go. It's weird because um, I was at a party a couple weeks ago and uh, they had it there. So maybe my beer distributor just doesn't have it. So that I'll, could be. I'll keep looking. I'll so, find it. so, I'll let you guys know. Uh, so the reason you rated this a, a three and a half is it because it didn't, uh, when you opened it, break into a song? Partially. Um, that it's just, um, it's a little bit too malt forward for me to give it more. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was a little less multi up front, I would probably give it a solid four. Nice. Got too I, much of that sweet action going on. But cheers to you guys, though. Yes. Look at that beauty cheers. in that cup. That does look at that beautiful head, that nice dark golden color. Oh, it looks, it looks wonderful. Not that everything does. has to be an IPA, right, guys? I mean, True not that there's anything story. wrong with that. But hey, so Oktoberfest, and I'm going to sound like an old guy, which I am guilty. Um, Oktoberfest and Marzins for me and English bitters. I mean, we're and stouts and porters. I'll take those over an IPA all day. You're the English bitter guy. You're the only guy I know who who lists that as one of his top types of beers. I'll be honest. I don't know that I'd ever had one prior to a while back. We did a bit of a beer exchange. Yes. And yes. I had to go seek one out because I heard that you were an English bitter guy. I was like, I don't even know if Wisconsin has something like that. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But yeah, that was the movie. That's from uh, Bond. They're actually by my work. I'm friends with the owner. Fantastic place. Fantastic guy. Um, I wish I could send you more of their beer. They don't can a lot. So, because mm-hmm. uh, they're so small and they'd rather have you come in and drink there. But that's been a little, obviously, not happening. So, but hey, cheers to you guys. Thanks again for having me on. Look, I'm cheersing you like I'm leaving. I'm not leaving yet. So, <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah, please don't. I've said my hellos. <laughs> Let me say my goodbyes and get not, on with my day. Can't get rid of me that easy. Sorry. Yes, and I'm drinking an Oktoberfest as well. Uh, great minds nice. think alike here. Yeah, I'm drinking the Odell Brewing Oktoberfest. So okay. uh, it is delicious. I've had it before. Uh, it is a very good, solid Oktoberfest. I give it a solid four. Uh, everything I like about Oktoberfest. And this was the only one that they had uh, at, at the uh, tap room I went to where I could get a crowler of it. So uh, I had to get it, of course, because the season is almost over, which is really sad to say at this point. Dustin, for our listeners, can you tell them how many ounces are in a Crowler? And also for your co-host who forgets. 32. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, 
when when the season's over, do you stock up on Oktoberfest like on clearance? If I see them, sure. I do. Because you can't get them. enough. It's 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 one of my most favorite styles. Try to get them going until Christmas. People mm-hmm. think I'm crazy, but I don't care. No. Oh, it's my favorite season. You let them think you're crazy. It's worth it, damn I it. I am. A little bit. I am. All right. Well, we could sit and chat beer all night, but we're not here to talk beer. I mean, we could be, I suppose, but we're here to talk some fantasy football. Well, then I think we should transition naturally, naturally. as we do, into our drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 so this one comes from at Antiranus. It's uh, a good Star Twitter. Wars I don't reference. Know. <laughs> I didn't know if it was dinosaur-esque or if it was a last name. I wasn't really, I didn't know if I should lean heavily on the anus pronunciation or back <laughs> off from it. And I sure. got kind of trapped in the middle of it, I'll, I'll be honest. But in any case, this one is a PPR, non-superflexed, Dynasty League. Okay, there's your foundation. So, sent Alvin Kamara. Tyler Boyd, Drew Locke for the 104, and Bobby Woods. This was in the offseason, about a month before things kicked off. He ends this by saying, don't drink and trade, boyos. So, boyos, what do we think about how badly this has worked out for Mr. Tyranus? Oh, this is severely lopsided. (laughs) I, I, I don't know how much more you can say about it because that is just awful. You had to be... Uh, 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 you know, a good 12 pack of uh, Oktoberfest into the night. Let's put it that way. Cause this is, this is a terrible lopsided trade. I don't like it at all. Now, at least it's not super flex. So, you know, you can take uh, a half a point and give it back to him, I suppose. Uh, but Mike, what do you think about the end result of this? How, how much is Mr. Anus hurting after this trade went through? Mr. Anus might be gaping after this one went through. Um, my, my usual comment for stuff like this is just oof. O-O-F. I mean, mm-hmm. it looked bad then. It still looks bad now, even though Drew Locke has been hurt. Do you guys know when he's coming back? Hopefully soon. Maybe It was back? only supposed to be three to four weeks, I believe, the initial uh, injury. So it should be any time now. They, they had their bye last week, right? Because they rescheduled... Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're okay. Well, we'll see, but um, but still, the other pieces. Alvin Kamara been one of the best backs in the league so far this year. Obviously, CMC getting hurt, Saquon out, Tyler Boyd. No one's talking about Tyler Boyd and how fantastic and consistent he's been all season. On the other side, Bobby Woods is great. Is getting up closer towards thirty and one hundred four. I mean, depending on team needs. I mean, the Kamara side all the way mm-hmm. for sure. You can move picks around easily. Yeah, I would love to go back and find out. I was not able to uh, find out what the 104 was spent on, uh, ultimately, because it did occur before the season. So it'd be curious to see which rookie he scooped up. Uh, you know, if if somebody fell to him, like, say, a C.D. Lamb, all of a sudden this looks uh, okay. It's not as bad. Yeah, okay. not as bad then. Or was this after they already did the rookie draft and it's a 2021? Well, no, it's the 104, so sorry. Yeah, it, it was the 104, so I'm assuming this was before the, the rookie draft, which they probably did right right before the season. Uh, yeah, Alvin Kamara is my 101 for running backs. He's my RB1 in Dynasty, so already I, the other side is going to lose this. It doesn't matter what the rest looks looks behind it. But I agree, Tyler Boyd, Mr. Consistency, may be the only consistent thing about the Bengals' offense, and that could be the case all year. So 
Yeah, and then you just get the extra throw-in of Drew Locke whenever he comes back. Because it's a one QB league, I typically mm-hmm. don't care too much, uh, unless you're talking superstar level, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, etc. But yeah, this one's pretty brutal. Yeah, even though uh, Drew Locke, I mean, he's injured right now, but... I mean, he was looking all right to start the season, and he's young, you know, so he could grow into a very good, you know, low-end QB1 on a yearly basis, which in a one QB league, that's really all you need. I mean, you just need someone that's serviceable that will give you a nice, safe floor, and then you build, you know, build around those other pieces. Uh, Obviously, Kamara helps with that quite a bit. So I, I, I like that Camara side. <laughs> uh, I got to give a shout out to Dave from Toronto in our chat who said, you have to be Dave drunk for that trade. Now, if you don't know what Dave drunk looks like, uh, you should find that out by seeking him out on Twitter because it is always uh, wonderful to see him announce his drinks as they come and go. Uh, and they are always pretty heavy. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Dave drunk. I need to get Dave drunk sometime. I think you should do that now, yeah. personally. But that's... I do have to work tomorrow, so, you know. Uh, All right. All right. Being All right. an adult sucks, man, doesn't it? It's rough from time <laughs> to time. It really does. It does suck. You know who would take this up upon himself to do it, though, if I asked? Alex Smith. Transition. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> nice. Yes, he uh, he deserves it after this weekend, let's be honest. I mean, I just wanted to spend a couple minutes uh, – touting Alex Smith and just it's remarkable that he was able to get back out on the field actually saw some snaps you know it was just great to see it's such a great story uh both Jake and I were watching the the games together on uh uh red zone this weekend and it was one of those we looked at you were like comeback player of the year it doesn't matter if he plays another snap or not that that's got to be the guy because uh, it's such a good story with that gruesome injury he had and all the complications and everything. It's I just want to give a little shout out to him because that's that's just great to see. Yeah, that first pass was completed and I just I just wanted to stand up and slow clap. It was just an amazing moment to see that guy come back after all that. And again, it, yeah, look, his performance, eh, it was what it was. Uh, but it was just heartening to actually see that. You don't get too many of those pure kind of joy moments out of this without it being some sort of, you know, it, it's good this way, bad this way, because we're fantasy football players. And so everything is good and bad. This was just good. This was just mm-hmm. great to see. Uh, so very cool. I just felt bad because one of the first plays back, then he has Aaron Donald like laying on him practically. I'm like, dude, just, just push him. Yeah. Push him down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't lay on him. But hey, uh, you know, hats off to Alex Smith. And clearly the Washington franchise hates Dwayne Haskins benching him so Oof. soon in the season. So yeah. mean, he was inactive, but apparently he was at home with a stomach bug. Yeah, it's very Didn't convenient. He... Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, but I did see, I don't know if you guys saw, they did say that if Kyle Allen is healthy, he will remain the starter Mm -hmm. in Washington. So uh, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me. That division's (laughs) wide open. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I I mean, the Washington team has just been a dumpster fire for years and it's just, I I, I know uh, having Rivera there, that was a good hire, but it's going to take a while for that, that boat to turn around and it's just, it's going to get worse before it gets better at this point. That riverboat, if you will, Dustin. Oh, nice. Name pun, bitches. (laughs) I just hope that they are just good enough to not get Trevor Lawrence. That's all I want as an Eagles fan. Fair enough. I don't want him in the division. That's fair enough. 
All right, and then one other uh, brief news update. Uh, if you have not heard, uh, Dan Quinn was fired. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, not just him, but the GM also were both fired. So, uh, I know, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on uh, uh, with my guys for the aging veterans here. But uh, what do you guys think about this move for, for that organization? I love it. It might be a year too late. I mean, since they blew the lead in the Super Bowl, which wasn't really Dan Quinn's fault. I guess that would be more Kyle Shanahan. Um, that team has not looked the same. And now I guess Arthur Blank's coming out and being noncommittal on Matt Ryan's long-term status as the starter. We can't blame this all on Matt Ryan. He hasn't looked great, but he hasn't looked terrible. But it was too late. Again, another team that's just ravaged by injuries. So someone takes the fall, right? And it's mm-hmm. usually the guy in charge. And it's not going to be the owner. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting because I did see some parallels. I'm speaking to an Eagles fan here of the Matt oh. Ryan to Carson Wentz situation. It's just, look, it's not the best situation. You can't expect the quarterback to do everything. And cool. yes, he did not look, he did not look spectacular, but you just got the feeling, or at least I did, that that whole team just feels worn down and that this type of shakeup, we've seen it happen in the past with some level of success. Briefly, you know, it's not sustaining when this type of things happens, but sometimes just that turnover and getting new blood in there and getting a a refresh is enough to kick off a couple of game stint, at least, where everybody's kind of back to playing for each other. So I'll be curious to see if that's what happens. Personally, I'm skeptical. And as uh, someone who has Matt Ryan at a bunch of my rosters, not to skip ahead here on you, Dustin, but I will be uh, not sure if I should be starting. Do you guys know when Matt Ryan's contract goes till um trying to find it here on over the cap because all right so he will be a free agent in 2024 so he's got and i'm looking at it he uh he's 18 million on the cap i mean that that whole contract uh is 150 million fully guaranteed is 94 million so i mean you're locked in on him Who's going to take that contract? You're, you're, if he's not your long-term answer, you're probably eating a ton of dough. Yeah, no one this year is going to take that. I can't. There's no one stupid enough left to take that because no. Bill O'Brien's gone. Uh, all, the Bears already have spent their, their their ducats on quarterbacks, so they won't be bringing them in. There's an out in 2022. That's basically. Uh, the soonest I would expect him to be mm-hmm. traded. Julio is a different beast. I don't know what's going to happen with Julio. I could see somebody willing to absorb his uh, his big contract. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. If his, you know, it's one of those things where if his contract hit wasn't so bad, I could see a team like the Cowboys trading for him with Dak being outside to jump ahead there, Dustin. But I mean, the division's wide mm-hmm. open. They did say that they are going to stick with Andy Dalton, which. Right now, Andy Dalton is probably the best offseason signing for any team. Think about it. People hate on Andy Dalton too much. Stop the Andy mm-hmm. Dalton hate. Oh, you got to love agree. the Red Rocket. Come on. Yeah, I don't – this this was overdue for that team. It's unfortunate that, you know, they waited until middle of the season to, to make this change. Probably should have happened last offseason. Uh, they've been underperforming for – couple years now like i said since they made it to the super bowl and blew that league lead they've been just underperforming uh so yeah we'll we'll talk about a little bit more here uh with some of the couple of the players so let's do a quick injury update you guys uh weigh in here uh as i'm going through so uh the big one of the week dak prescott 
gruesome ankle the injury. The big gross one. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so disgusting to see. Ugh. And I was telling Dustin before we hopped on here, I didn't see it live. I didn't have to because it was all that you saw on Twitter. Uh, and it didn't come with any of those, you know, little buttons. You know, it wasn't blurred out and then you could click the button to see it. It was just there in all of its uh, disgustingness. Um, but it just really, truly brutal for that guy. I just feel bad for Dak. Just, I just feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was having just a hell of a start to the season, man. Just he, he, he was going to earn that top level contract. Let's put it that way. I mean, he was betting on himself, and and it was paying off in in spades, man. He was he was looking fan fucking tastic, and then this happened. So, uh, super unfortunate. I hope the Cowboys do the right thing and do take care of him like they say they're going to, because uh, because he looked like he just fit right into that offense that McCarthy was implementing, and it, it would be a shame that if uh, that kind of got derailed here. Yeah, it's a shame. And, you know, as an Eagles fan, I'd rather beat the Cowboys with Dak on the field. You like seeing your team beat a team at its best. But, um, you know, prayers up for Dak, man. I hope he comes mm-hmm. back. A lot of people on Twitter saying he's stupid. He should have signed the contract. I get it. But I'll tell you what, through the first couple games, like you said, man, it was paying off. So it, it's sad. Like uh, Dave from Toronto. Shout out to Dave, man. That guy's awesome. Um, it is sad, but you know, I hope he comes back. Jerry Jones is saying that he's in their long-term plans, but I want to see what this looks like. And I wish the Cowboys, as an Eagles fan, I don't wish the Cowboys got a real GM. But just from a pure football perspective, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys would be better off with a pure GM. And I'm surprised Jerry Jones, maybe he's one of those guys that just cannot admit his shortcomings and just say, look, I'm not a good GM. I should just pass the torch and... I don't know, but uh, I hope he comes back. Hope he comes back strong. Mm-hmm. If he were to hit free agency, I'd be curious to see where he goes. I mean, the class next year looks good. Can you see if like he's a free agent? Maybe the Jaguars lure him to town. Would be interesting. Right? I they can got, see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I can got see some, that happening. They got some weapons there. Yeah, the interest because obviously we look. We know Minshew is not long for the starting gig there. That's just and they've made as that much as we love him. Clear. Mm-hmm. Well, of as course, much, right? We love the guy. But what about a team like maybe the Vikings decides to give up on uh, Kirk Cousins? I know you guys as Packers fans mm-hmm. probably don't want that. The Bears <laughs> seem to constantly mm-hmm. be in some sort of quarterback quandary. Yeah, how about the uh, Raiders only- uh, with those offensive weapons they've got there? Uh, could be a good fit. And you know what? we're overlooking the most obvious one: the Colts. Thank you. Yes. If um, if Philip Rivers, who has not looked good, sorry, Philip Rivers stands, which Linda <laughs> told me that if you're a stan of something, it means you are a major fan of it. I learned some new lingo. Oh, so thank you, Linda. I don't know if she's watching. Did it come from the Eminem song? That's what I have to know. Did it originate there? He had that song, Stan, and Which, and and Stan from the song was a super fan right. of Eminem. So I feel like it, it's locked in there somewhere. Which it's crazy. Oh, I you- just heard. I was listening to the uh, Scrubs podcast today. Uh, I'm I'm back a little bit, but they were just talking about this stands on the episode I listened to today. My mind is just right now. It's fucking wild. It's all coming together, <laughs> Dustin. That's you right. are in the Truman Show. This is the clearest indication of it yet. Oh, uh, when you, you said Eminem, like the rapper, you said Eminem's. I thought you meant like the the candy goes on a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the little it was the little yellow one that was singing about it. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he's such a little prick, that guy. 
<laughs> he is. Fuck we're that guy. You heard it here first. I was going to Eminem. if we could curse on the show, but you just answered that for me. So good. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, we've got Delvin Cook, uh, injured a groin. Looks like he will miss uh, this next week, and then I believe the, they're on by the following week. So uh, fire up your Madison shares. Jake, I know this one hurts your soul. AJ Green hurt his hamstring. It's to be expected. It's to be expected. <laughs> I'm I don't even know what he hurt his hamstring doing. Did you guys happen to see, though, where there was the throw that was the pass was intended for him? Uh, it sailed over him just a little bit, and it got picked off. And then instead of chasing the guy down to try and make a tackle, he kind of veered the exact opposite mm-hmm. direction and just kind of skipped away yep. in this very jaunty fashion. Maybe that's when he pulled the hamstring. I'm not really sure otherwise. <laughs> that could be. All right. We yeah, got... he, doesn't, he doesn't look like he wants to be on the field. No. Not for that team. No. Sad. Which is too bad because, you know, he had the last year and a half to try to get off the team and didn't try to make that happen for whatever reason. So. Uh, Tyler Reifert again hurt, although a concussion, hopefully it will be back. Nothing too serious. And then finally the Sammy Watkins experience, uh, is, is taking a little break ski here. Uh, he pulled a hamstring as well. So, um, I'm sorry, but that sounds like the worst experience on the planet. The Sammy Watkins experience just sounds terrible. Would you not? You wouldn't pay to see that in IMAX. That's you gotta pay something... me to come okay. see it. All right, because I'm not going. I'm not paying to see that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it's literally just his Twitter feed on on an IMAX screen, just scrolling through, talking about I him being the lizard. Okay, to see that. I'll tell you what. We'll grab a six pack. We'll go to see that. That I might be down with. What he talks about, like lizard people and stuff. Oh like yeah, that, right. Oh yeah, he's a lizard person. Can I share a story real quick about Diva wide receivers? This is fantastic. So um, you guys heard about Michael Thomas mm-hmm. getting into an altercation with a teammate. We're going to talk about this more, uh, but I want to share this just in case you don't watch our live stream. A friend of mine who I work with, Cody, um, he messaged Michael Thomas on Instagram, and all he said was, sup, slant boy. And he looked to see if there was a response, and all he saw was that Michael Thomas blocked him. So Michael Thomas <laughs> did, in fact, see that message and blocked him. And that's just – that made my day. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I'm not a fan of people interacting with athletes in a negative way, unless that athlete is a complete douchebag, which by all accounts so far, Michael Thomas has kind of gone out of his way to mm-hmm. show yeah. us. Just, just play, man. You don't have bad. to be like this. You know what I mean? And I know as fans, we say just play the game, but then that would be like me saying you guys just go to work and just do your job. It's the same thing. Man, you're a freaking millionaire. Mm-hmm. You're a grown man. Act like a grown man. Well, and not only that, but you're on like a very good team. You know, it's it's your your team legitimately could win the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not like you're on the Jets or something and and you're stuck in a shitty position. You know, it's like you are you're in a good spot. I mean, don't you don't, don't know what petty, you got till it's gone, man. man. I mean, it's he's going to end up leaving or Breeze is going to leave and they're going to have horseshit quarterback play and he's going to be like, oh man, those were the good years. Oh, they're going to have Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. You stop it. You stop it. I, we you... will not tolerate Taysom Hill mentions on this podcast. In fact, I am I am this close to blocking you on Twitter, I swear. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nate Gary already has me blocked on Twitter, so that's fine. <laughs> Gary. Yeah, I, as as I was going through uh, the show sheet here and, and putting the, the veterans on and, and putting their current ages, I was shocked to see that Taysom Hill was 30. I didn't realize he's he was older, that old. He's older than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Oddly. 
but but he is we, the future. He did go to day anytime. <laughs> BYU, and I think they do when you go to BYU, they do like the year mission abroad for the church. So mm-hmm. I think like most BYU four year graduates have that extra year already. I think I'd heard that somewhere. I could be wrong. I could just be talking out of my ass right now. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. You guys go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. no. But uh, talking too much about Taysom Hill. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's too much. Even a little bit is too much. Sorry, guys. It's all good. All right. Well, we are going to dive into some veterans that we're going to talk about that are not Taysom Hill that we're going to cut bait on. But first, this week's episode of Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football is brought to you by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best-tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all-natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high-quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing, Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit-infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry. Uh, they also have sparkling water- waters in the same flavors, although no huckleberry on the sparkling water. So get on that wild. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wild. That's W-Y-L-D-C-B-D.com by using the code POD, P-O-D, for 30% off your next purchase. Nice. They need to get on uh, schnozberry flavor, let's be honest. Uh, I I don't know why no one has come up with that flavor yet, but they need to, especially in the CBD market, let's be honest. It's just a natural fit. Missed opportunity, Wild. We should write them a letter, I think, is what we should do. Will you get on that, Jake? Done. Done. I will draft one post-haste. All right. Well, we will move on to the veterans we're cutting bait on. We've each picked a couple here. We'll go through uh, kind of roundtable fashion. And then if we have time left at the end, we can touch on some of these others uh, that we're not highlighting. So, Mike, why don't you start us off here since you are a guest? All right. So you said you want me to just start with with one or I can start with one. Um, Well, I'll tell you what, since we talked about A.J. Green before, I'm going to go with Zach Ertz. And this pains me as an Eagles fan, especially considering what he did in 2017. Um, I don't know. I'd heard that someone said he was soft. He played with, I think, like a ruptured spleen in the playoff game last year. Um, Do something like that. Something where they said, hey, if you get hurt or hit there, you could be pretty damn serious. Pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, But I mean starting to think that maybe the contract talks is in his head. He doesn't look like the same Zach Ertz when he's out there. He's short-arming balls that, you know, they don't look the best because he's going like this and pulling his arm back when Wentz is really putting the ball where it's either an incompletion or your tight end has a chance at it. So um, he's just not catching routine balls. Seemingly, since the playoff loss to Seattle last year, between now and then, he forgot how to separate from linebackers and defensive backs. You can't say that the Eagles always had a fantastic receiving core that took coverage off of uh, of Ertz because I'm thinking about it. When was the last time uh, Porkman said in the comments it was last rated kidney? So yeah, those are kind of important. Um, when was the last time the Eagles had a truly elite wide receiver? It was To. It was 2005. It's 15 years. So. In the time that Zach Ertz has been there, I'm thinking he had Deshaun Jackson back when he was good. Jeremy Macklin was good for a minute. And then since then, the Super Bowl year was like all Sean Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. Is is Dallas Goddard being there in his head? Are the contract talks in his head? Last I checked, if you want a long-term contract, on the season going with 35 targets in five games, 20 catches for 145 yards and one touchdown. Forgot that some people are drafting to be a top five tight end. You're starting him because you have to. 
because the mm-hmm. draft capital that you invested in him says you have to put him in your lineup because your second guy might be, I don't know, Dawson Knox, something like that. You mm-hmm. know, here's the thing, Dustin. I know you're a huge John New Smith fan on a a week in week out basis. I'd probably rather start John Smith to be perfectly honest with well, you. Well, as right? you should, cause he is just balling out this season when the Titans actually yeah. get to play. I mean, it's yeah, let's that's, be that's fair true. there. <laughs> They're trying to ruin the NFL for us. And then, like I said, I hate to, to ship away Zach Ertz, but it just might be time. Goddard is the next man up when he comes back from that mm-hmm. slight ankle fracture. So yeah. So in a dynasty format, uh, what would you, what would you take for him? If someone tried to get him off your roster, He's still going to bring at least a mid to high second, I think. And, you know, at least a high second in tight end premium. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't just give the guy away because obviously he has that potential where he has good rapport with the quarterback. They played together for this is the fifth, I don't know, 50 or something mm-hmm. like that. I should probably know that. So he does have that rapport. I think, you know, Alshon Jeffrey will come back. Deshaun Jackson will come back. Travis Fulgham all of a sudden is a thing. Uh, Porkman's boy, John Hightower, is getting better every week. Make sure if you ever have a John Hightower tweet, tag Porkman in that on Twitter. He loves the guy. <laughs> um, so eventually Goddard will come back. The coverage will get taken off of him. So he's going to have times where he will shine. But I think this season it might be just too erratic for you to say this is a good game to start him in. So It's, it's such a bummer, it too, because coming into this season, we talked about him quite a bit this offseason, Dustin. And I just remember thinking, like, yeah, yes, there's there's another tight end in town that could take away some of its target. And that has started those uh those paths have started to diverge a little bit coming into the season already. You saw how he was getting fewer targets last year, Ertz. But I just assumed and the quality of targets that Ertz gets, it's not like the dude is is super athletic. No offense to him at all. He's just good. He's quality. He's more of the Jason Witten variety where he's going to absorb those targets uh, and he's he's going to be good with them, but not great. But now, this always, year, he's always he's, been open in the past and he always made yeah. the catch and got the first down. And this year, it's just he looks lost. 4.1 yards per target. 4.1, not per reception, per target. It's awful. It's it's patently awful. So I'm uh, I'm nervous because I do have him rostered in Dynasty. And I am Same. one of those guys who feels the need because of that sunk fallacy concept that you were talking about. Well, I invested so high in him. I should start him this week because if I sit him and he goes off, I'm going to feel like a real asshole. Uh, and instead, I feel like the asshole for leaving him in the lineup. Yeah, and it's like you said, Mike, they're, the guys they're throwing to are guys that are just pulling off the street at this point. I mean, they don't have any high high profile names on their squad right now. So the opportunity is there for him, but he's just, just not coming through. And it's it's the same situation that we had last year with the Eagles where, again, they were just throwing guys off the street to, to fill the roster, uh, but he was actually producing. So what actually happened between last season and this year is – anyone's guess and i just i don't like it because it, it just it. shouldn't be a thing right now yeah and i'm tired of the whole we're just gonna draft crappy guys and we're gonna go back to this whole 2017 underdog mentality dude you caught lightning in a bottle they're one of the best teams in the nfl they were gonna win that super bowl if wentz or Foles was the quarterback it didn't matter just freaking draft the best player available get the guys some weapons don't turn into a quarterback factory we don't need that you know, there's so many. I wish I was the GM for just this offseason. <laughs> We'd have had DeAndre Hopkins. We would have not drafted Jalen Hurts. I'd make Doug Peterson call plays that Zach Ertz actually looks good. So, 
And I want to just shout out to Dave. He just tweeted John Hightower at Porkman. So uh, that makes my day. Thank you, Dave. You're the man. Seriously. So, all right. My heart is broken talking about Zachary. So. All right. We'll move on then. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll stop the pain. <laughs> Jake, give us your first one here. Yeah, let's break some Colts hearts, fans, instead. <laughs> let's shift that off of you. And let's talk about Philip Rivers. Um, because Philip Rivers coming into this season was somebody who I thought, if you're going to wait and wait and wait at quarterback to draft, then Philip Rivers would be an okay option. Because one, it felt like he actually had some weapons there to work with. And most importantly, he had an offensive line that would be working for him. Because I thought maybe there was a bit of mirage happening last year uh, in his yards per target, his yards per completion, which were all very low. And I thought, well, get him behind a quality offensive line and let's see what he can do. Now, we know that he's kind of a dump-off king, um, and he's been leaning on that excessively so far because he is not completing anything beyond about five yards right now. And it, it's truly disgusting to watch unfold as somebody who had high hopes for ty hilton who i thought about talking in this in this space as well but um i had hopes for him of course i had hopes for our hometown pride jonathan taylor here um to really help him out um and let him sling the ball a little bit because i still thought he had some juice left in the arm i didn't know how long the juice would last but i thought it was there to start the season it's just not happening. He's thrown for more interceptions than touchdowns right now. He's Every time he drops back, it just feels like you hear the word washed sweep underneath of him. And it's uh, I, I'm, I'm fully out. I'm not going to start him at this point. He is quarterback 25, I believe, at this point on the season. He is unstartable for me, unstartable going forward. You're not going to be able to trade him. You're just not going to be able to trade him. So at this point, he is a true cut candidate for me. Yeah, I agree. It's I, I was I I didn't think he was going to regain his days from from the Chargers where he was that kind of low level quarterback one that 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 kind of twelve to thirteen range he typically seemed to end up at at the end of the year. But I thought he would look better than he has, especially with that offensive line and and the weapons he has there. But yeah, he's just done. Uh, that that was a bad move by the Colts. I, I mean, Brissett probably would have given him a better uh, chance at this point. Um, I don't know why they signed Rivers. You can't tell me that they couldn't have just done what they're doing now with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Better off. Yep. I mean, I, I saw some throws that River was making this last game, and I was like, <laughs> not going to say that I could go out there and do that. But it's just one of those things where I feel like the team, obviously blindsided by, well, that was two years ago now that Luck retired, but Come on. Brissett's not bad. No, they could have was... had Cam Newton. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, yeah. Can right. you imagine the Colts with Cam Newton on it? Oh, geez. With that offensive oh. line and JT back there. And, oh, baby. That would have been oh, sexy. <laughs> that would have been. At this point, I, I would like to see them trade for Dwayne Haskins and give him a shot. If they truly don't want anything to do with Brissett, and we know what Phillip Rivers is right now. Look, you're still a team that can compete. They still have yeah. the pieces there to compete this year. And so obviously that's why they signed Philip Rivers because you're not signing him for your future. You're mm-hmm. signing him to come in and win now. Um, but go ahead and give a young guy like Haskins some time behind that same offensive line. Let's see if he can get some more because anybody at this point has to be able to do better. I say can't get worse. Did you guys hear, I don't know how, how closely you follow uh, the Washington football team, which is still the worst name in football. Um, a lot of it, I guess they said like maybe it was 
Haskins demeanor and practice and preparation and whatnot. And in this case, it's not so much about that one guy, but it's about the 10 other guys in the huddle. I don't know if you guys had heard anything about that, but it just seems so premature. It hmm. does. It's just, if I were Haskins, I, I would have been set off by the fact that they brought over Kyle Allen in free agency, even if he was just supposed to be the backup. But I mean, you saw how he played last year and he was Rivera, you know, Rivera's guy. And it's just like, yeah, you kind of saw the writing on the wall when that happened. And I, I don't yeah. blame him for maybe not having the best attitude, just having to look over his shoulder the whole time. Uh, I just, yeah, I, that, that whole situation is just jacked. It's just weird. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. All right. So my first veteran I'm going to talk about here is Matt Ryan. I was trying to think of some some pun for not Matty Ice because he's not Ice anymore, uh, but it just wasn't there. So, uh, yeah, he he's getting up there. He he's 35, so he's he's not a spring chicken, uh, not as old as as some of the other quarterbacks, you know, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, etc. But aside from Philip Rivers, like Brady, Breeze, Rogers. It's magic. I mean, they're all playing at a fairly high level yet. Not that, you know, as we kind of alluded to earlier, not that Ryan's having a terrible season by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, with the weapons he has on offense, and I know Julio has been hurt, but you still have Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage has looked really good. Uh, Gurley has flashed. You got Hayden Hurst. I mean, they've got pieces there. It's not like he's throwing to a bunch of Jags out there. Uh, so I just... And just that whole situation now with Dan Quinn getting fired and the GM, uh, this is obviously an organization that's that's going to be in a state of flux and a state of change. And stri strictly from a dynasty perspective, I, I just don't know what to expect from him moving on. Uh, like we talked about, he's kind of stuck in this contract now for at least a few years. He's probably going to end up with another new OC here, which is going to be what, like his – fifth OC in the last seven seasons or something like that. Uh, so he's going to be learning another new offense. He's going to be a year older. Uh, I just, I, I really question uh, his value moving forward. And I don't know if I trust him. Uh, like I said, I love the weapons, but I just, I just don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about Matt Ryan here? His, his kind of long-term dynasty value or even in season here, the rest of the year. I feel like you can't drop him because depending on your 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 league makeup, what's going to be out there that's going to be better? Mm -hmm. If you have somebody else like a Tannehill or a Fitzpatrick on a weekly basis, might be a better start. I would wait and see what the offense does a week or two before I say I feel comfortable putting Matt Ryan into the lineup. You know how it is after coaching changes. Look, uh, Bill O'Brien finally got fired. Romeo, Romeo Cornell comes in and they get a win. Um, I think a lot of times when you have a new coach come in, they just simplify things and let things run smoothly. So make it vanilla. Um, maybe he's not Matty Ice. Maybe he's Matty Lice because it feels itchy putting him in the lineup. <laughs> Something I no, no good. I oh, want I like you that. no points. I like that. I, I <laughs> give you a thumbs up. I like that. I got a thumbs up. That's, yeah, oh, I like it. That, I like so. it. Um, <laughs> now, if he gets lice, I'm going to feel terrible. So um, it, it's just hard because what are you going to get for him in Dynasty if you try to move mm -hmm. him right now? Nobody's going to want to buy him. They just want to pick him up with fab money. If you dump him in redraft, 
he just got a hold right now. I mean, he is, he, he is QB 18 on the season right now. Uh, you could what, do worse. There's 14 worst quarterbacks out there. So this is worse. true. But here, here's one, glass half full. Here's one other stat I want to throw at you. He is currently uh, his touchdown rate. He's throwing one touchdown for every 213 passing yards, which ranks 32nd in the league. Which is very un-Matt Ryan ass. Yeah, it, it, like we're saying with those weapons, mm-hmm. and Calvin Ridley is, you know, I think number three on the season so far uh so it's a very weird situation there where, where you're supporting a very high wide receiver one but then you yourself are a low-end quarterback two at this point can i make I, a, a point to that sorry jake i didn't mean to cut you off but do you remember last offseason not before this year but before last year when stefan diggs was still with the vikings remember how everybody wanted Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Irv Smith to an extent, uh, Alvin Cook, obviously. But like nobody wanted Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Do you think this could kind of be a similar situation, right? Like everybody wants those individual pieces, but nobody wants the guy pulling the trigger, which is kind of weird. You would think it would not be that way, but it's just it's trending that way. Oh, I said yeah. trending. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say things like trending. I think Dave, you bring up a valid point, though, mm-hmm. even without look, all of that. Dave came up with it. Maddie Water. Maddie Melt, look at that. See, he's got. Thank it. you, Dave. He's he's on top of all of this. He needs to be our designated nickname generator. There we go. He's, um, from, he's from Canada, so those Canadians are great at puns. Mm-hmm. Maddie Melt is just, I mean, yeah. incredible. That's it's like that a really, <laughs> it's like a shitty Patty Melt. It is. Nobody wants it to see that. Except I wouldn't put it in my mouth. No, not. of course not. <laughs> uh, I do think you're onto something in terms of the correlation between him and what uh, and what Kirk Cousins looked like around this time last year like you're saying you you want the pieces around him but you don't want the guy and why is that is it just because the pieces around him are that exciting and he is that underperforming where you still have hope for your guy in that bunch you know maybe you don't want all the guys but enough people each want a guy so it all kind of builds this hype bubble around him um in matt ryan's case i just feel like you've got to let it chill a little bit here there's too much uh, influx happening right now. There's there's too many changes happening right now to just outright drop him mm-hmm. or to desperation trade him in your two QB leagues. I, I wouldn't be doing any any move like that because you're not going to get any value for him right now. Yeah. So you have to hold out hope that whatever this coaching shift is, it does him some good, at least in the short term, so that he looks a little bit more like his old self and i will say he was quarterback 11 i believe weeks one through four this last week was just so atrocious that it bumped him way way down so you know, i think better better days are ahead for matty melt all i right. love that that is fantastic that is all right mike back to you who do you want to chat about next well last guy was aj green um we talked about him before i think uh, somebody said that they saw him on the sidelines going just trade me after something mm-hmm. happened, the lip reading expert, like, I don't know why you have a lip reading expert coming in to look at a guy talking. It's kind of fun, but um, he does have high target volume, 35, 34 targets, I'm sorry, in five games, but he's only at 14 catches, 109 yards, and no touchdowns. So, I mean, maybe he needs to go somewhere else. Also, I'm a huge T. Higgins fan. Uh, Tyler Boyd has been um, fantastic. John Ross has been, I think, a healthy scratch the last couple weeks, so... If the trade deadline is coming up, I don't know when it is. Sometime soon, right? Do you guys know? November? Uh, three weeks. 
We should know, like, I should have known that right away. I host the podcast. Here I am. Uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll say the only reason I knew that is because I saw a tweet from Adam Scheffner earlier today that said it's three weeks from today. So Perfect. Even better. Um, I would say if you can go get John Ross, like, really, really cheap, might, if he gets moved to a team that needs wide receiver help, Howie Roseman, hello, this team right here. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles need wide receiving help. You can't tell me that John Ross is not going to be cheap, right? Bill Belichick gets guys for like seventh round picks and a first rounder back. So and you've got to assume that he is on board with getting out of there as well. So there should not be a hold up from the player end, you know, of trying to negotiate to stick around. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think so. The tricky thing with AJ Green himself is still just his contract. It's such an inflated contract. It's basically an eighteen cap hit, eighteen dead cap. I, I don't. Who's going to take that on willingly, knowing what he's looked like so far? Uh, I don't know, man. Bad. But we'll see. You know, Dave's asking, where's Auden Tate? I don't know. They've been all over the place with Auden Tate. You know, it's like they start right now. It's just like AJ Green's out there. Uh, T Higgins is out there. Tyler Boyd is out there. And man, they they have that rookie quarterback throwing way too much. Mm -hmm. They're going to get that guy killed. You just gave Joe Mixon a ton of money. Give Joe Mixon the ball. Please. Well, he's not For that my good. ESPN league, give Joe Mixon the ball. He's not Come that on, good. Man. So why give him the ball? <sighs> I guess. Justin, you <laughs> dastardly son of a bitch. Uh, we are pretty anti-Mixon on this podcast, so that that's not a surprising comment, I don't think, for for anybody. Uh, and it's and it's not his talent. It's not his talent, at least in my. Dustin may have a different opinion there. It's never been his talent for me. It's just his situation. And AJ Green, for what it's worth, to bring it full circle, is not really helping his situation there. No. The, that's the kind of guy that you saw in the first couple ba- games. You mentioned his incredibly high target volume. And those were those first three games. He was getting everything. And it wasn't helping. It wasn't generating first downs. It wasn't generating yardage. So that mixing could come in and, and have those uh, extra opportunities. Uh, obviously, Gio Bernard wasn't helping him there either. But I think A.J. Green only had six targets in the last two games after having like nine targets, 13 targets, six targets. It's just been really depressed here these last couple of weeks. And so I hope somebody trades for A.J. Green. I just don't know who is going to be able to absorb in A.J. Green. But I think the Eagles, look, if they could figure something out to get him there, do you think, as your completely non-biased opinion here, Mike, that the Eagles with A.J. Green would not only help A.J. Green, but help Zach Ertz? Maybe, because you always had to accommodate him. Actually, when I said trading for I'm saying that they should trade for John Ross. Um Younger and cheaper. Yeah, sorry, I was kind of all over the place there. Um, he could. There's a. He'll probably end up in New England, and um, New England will somehow find a way for Cincinnati to absorb seventeen million dollars of that contract, <laughs> and send Joe Burrow with them as well. And that's just what Bill Belichick does. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. It's almost like they're the league's afraid of the guy or something. I don't know. Um, he could definitely still help a team. If he wants to help them, it just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. If you don't want to be there, why did you sign the franchise? Mm -hmm. You could have held up. But then again, what is he, 32? Yeah. So holding out is not really an option, unfortunately. But I I think a year or two ago, he said, I want to retire in Cincinnati. You don't Mm -hmm. look like you want to retire in Cincinnati. No. Well, to be fair, he does, but he wants to retire like now, like (laughs) yesterday. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. I'm curious to see how, how it goes down. Hopefully there's no more injuries where a team feels they need to scramble and replace somebody. These mm-hmm. injuries are brutal, man. Brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, lay us on your number two. 
<laughs> Not literally. <laughs> Number two. Uh, I will say this one hurts a lot because this offseason I was all aboard Mark Ingram as a later round running back to target in redrafts. It seemed to me that this was not destined to be a, a RBBC, a running back by committee situation to start the year. I thought that he would have about six to seven weeks out of the gate, Mark Ingram, where he would be the guy mm -hmm. and he would get all of the run. And then we'd start to see J.K. Dobbins show up towards about midseason. And at that point, you know, you can trade him, bench him, do whatever you need to, but he would get you off to a hot start. That hot start has been the Odell Beckham type of hot start. That hot, hot number two action, as you alluded to earlier. It, it sucks, man. He, he has 45 rush attempts for 200 yards through four games, which is just mediocre at best. I have to really scroll down the list to see where he is on the running back finishes through five weeks. That's not what I was expecting. Again, I was expecting like a top top 15 to 20 range for these first few weeks not through the whole season mm -hmm. but these first few weeks and it, and it just hasn't happened jk dobbins looks leagues better than mark ingram right now i don't know if it's the age cliff again i didn't think that he had had quite enough uh touches he had accrued quite enough to hit that age cliff uh this year because it looked deceptive because he's 30 but really he'd only been getting run for about four Four, five, six hard years. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's just caught up with them, and I'm sad. Well, and I think, too, it's it's just the Baltimore coaching. They they really want to spread out their running backs uh, after what we saw last year, where it's basically a three-headed monster there with the Gus Bus, too. Uh, the, the carries are split very evenly between the three for whatever reason, and... Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to turn away from that. Uh, oh, Ryan Tannehill uh, breaking in here just ran for a 10-yard run touchdown to put Tennessee up 20 to 10. Yes, Ryan Tanny, look at you getting it done with your leggies. That means I'm probably going to win my ESPN league. Jake, your comment about Mark Ingram, he's the guy I think that could be moved at the trade. Uh, if you guys listen to the line, I've been pounding the table for Gus Edwards. Dustin, you just mentioned him. If you go on, I don't know what you guys use for stats. I use profootballreference.com. Their stats are fantastic. From week one on, Gus Edwards' snap percentage, okay? 25%, 31%, 23%, then 39% and 40%. So in the Kansas City game, he got 23%. I remember that game. They were down. They were giving the ball to Gus Edwards. If you can get a Gus Edwards now, go scoop up Gus Edwards. He's got to be cheap. You just say, ah, it's going to be the Dobbins show, blah, blah, blah. If Ingram moves on. That's going to be huge, huge. And Justice Hill has not done anything, so it's sad. But Gus Edwards could be something. And, Jake, man, I have Mark Ingram everywhere, and it's breaking my heart. I would be four, three and one in this one league if he would have gotten me seven points one week and he got me three. It's just so brutal. That's not the kind of stat line you would ever expect from him. Even if no. you were a, a Dobbins believer, I don't think you were expecting to see this right away. No, um, not at all. So, yeah, it's disheartening. I love me some Gus Edwards. I'm glad that you brought his name up because he does deserve more respect. He is a quality running back. So He's it'll fine. be interesting if Mark Ingram does get moved before the trade deadline. There's a couple of places that could do. Uh, do with a Mark Ingram. Not a lot that I would like from a dynasty perspective because I fear that, you know, the Jets or somebody could get their, their icky paws on him and, and then I would hate life even more somehow. Yuck. <laughs> Jets. <laughs> oh, Dustin, we lost your audio, I think. We or did. I lost, or I lost the, my hearing capabilities. No, One I hear of the you. Two. I do not hear Dustin, though. 
Okay. Dustin, you, you are you me, with Jake? us? I can hear you, Mike. Okay. I can hear you, Mike. We can hear each other, so we're going to talk shit about Dustin because he can hear us, but we can't hear and say all the, things. What oh. can you say? This is going to be this is going to be after a one man show then here clearly oh. Justin first of all he's he's too handsome to host he a is. podcast uh, second he's he's more knowledgeable than I am uh, which makes me feel like an asshole most of the time as long as you uh, know you know I could go on and <laughs> hey he's he was back. just waiting that's he was right hanging out and wait for me to break down and say nice that's right about him. that's, that's right yeah I don't know what happened there that was weird uh, but I'm back. And, and we're going to talk uh, Matt Ryan's teammate here for my other aging veteran. Uh, it's Julio Jones. He is now 31 years old. Uh, and the thing that scares me is his injury history. And I know he's always dinged up every single year, but he, he tends to play through it. But at, at some point here, it's going to start affecting him. And, and, and I don't know if this year is the year, especially now with Calvin Ridley, which I will admit I took a big miss uh, on Calvin Ridley. I did not expect him to perform as high as he has been so far this year. But uh, looking at his injury history, he's had a history of injuries even before he entered the NFL, uh, uh, which he entered in 2011. He had injuries back in college, uh, and, and it's been almost every single year he's popped up on the injury report with something or other, whether he plays through it or didn't miss time or is a one-week injury. Uh, it doesn't matter, but as that typical X receiver, big bodied receiver that relies on on more of his speed than than the route running uh, prowess that you get from more of the slot type receiver, uh, it, it's going to catch up with him. And I'm wondering if now this year is the time where that's starting to catch up with him. Obviously, Julio is going to do Julio things. Uh, I, I don't expect him to fall off a drastic cliff here, but I wonder if this last season was the last time we see him at peak Julio levels. And from here on out, it's kind of a slow decline, especially with Calvin Ridley's ascension into that offense. I'm not willing to give up on Julio just yet. I, I'm. I, you did mention all of his injury histories. Uh, his injury history and how many he racks up. But like you said, he plays through them. Typically, this one is unfortunate. They should have held him out in that game like they did Devontae Adams, their opponent. Uh, and you saw why uh, during that game, because he left and he didn't come back. But I do think that, look, if he actually does get right, and hamstrings are tricky, that kind of injury is tricky, but I, I'm i not ready to cut bait on somebody who's put up 1,400 yards in the last six seasons. Um, I know the injuries. Dump off is real. That cliff is real, but I don't want to believe it for Julio just yet. I have a hard time cutting bait with Julio, too. That being said, if the haul is good enough for him, you know, if, if mm -hmm. the juice is worth the squeeze, as they say. Also, I wanted, I'm worried Dave is talking in the third person in the chat. So somebody go check on Dave <laughs> from Toronto. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the, if the haul is good enough, I honestly, Dustin, I thought you were going to go with Todd Gurley as a veteran to give up on there because while he's been serviceable, he hasn't looked great. I understand why you're, you're giving up on Julio, but Jake, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I can't give up on him quite yet. Let me ask you, Dustin, since you're more ready to move on, what would you want in a return? Let me throw out a hypothetical in a dynasty format mm -hmm. here. So let's suppose that in exchange for Julio, you could get a first round pick and uh, let's call it a building receiver piece. So somebody like, uh, God, I don't even know. Um, 
Brian I, Edwards. I want to say Jerry Judy. That's way too. That's way too high. Brian Edwards is perfect. Brian Edwards is perfect. Let's see if you can get a first and Edwards. Would you do that? Yeah, I would do that. Especially if I was not a contender. Uh, if if Julio was kind of looking like he was going to die on my bench as a rebuilding team, absolutely. Uh, if I was a contender, depending on the depth of of my wide receiver core. Yeah, I might question that, but I think the value is right there. Uh, if it was off season, I would I would probably do it. Yeah, I think the value. I, I right just want to see how, how desperate you are now. Now you've got me thinking. So let's say you're not a contender. Is a first enough to get it done? Just a first? I might try to get a little bit more. Try to try to try to squeeze a little bit more out of that owner, especially if they are trying to win a championship and 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 need that piece to push them over the edge. Uh, maybe try to get something else out of them, but. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily turn that down. Good deal. Okay. So we are an hour in, boys. Uh, do you want to keep talking a couple more uh, aging veterans here? or want... I would love to, but I think Mike also has to get off here because he has a podcast to host. And, and if you yeah. folks are not familiar with this podcast, it's the Dynasty Rewind. Not only one of the best podcasts out there, but also they create Real the cool. best shirts, I just have to say. Um, and I believe Dustin is rocking his Ooh, tonight. Look at so. that. Yeah. Looking good. It is the most comfortable yeah. shirt I have. I'm not going to lie. So shout out to Ashley at Soul Surfer Screen Printing in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, she makes the shirts. Uh, Gretchen, who works at a local brewery, designed our logos, both of them. So uh, kind of local for me, trying to keep people that I'm friends with. I went to high school with Ashley and uh, Gretchen I met through the brewery. So I'm um, trying to keep it small. You know what I mean? Like uh, support local businesses. Um, fun fact, every Dynasty Rewind shirt that comes to your doorstep gets touched by me. So because um, oh I, I can tell all behind me <laughs> on that shelf right there. All the Dynasty Rewind T-shirts are up there. See the little white pieces of tape denoting what size we have we are out of double xl at the moment by the way but there's more on order they're coming in mike um, now i wish i hadn't washed mine that you said that you touch every one of them <laughs> i touch them my wife mails them out her work schedule is a lot more flexible than mine so uh, but guys thank you again so much for having me on also make sure you start mark andrews this week he's going up against nate gary and Kayvon wallace for the eagles so Go. fire up all your mark andrews shares he's gonna make George Kittle look like a punk with what he does to that defense. Mike yeah. has a real issue with Nate Gary. <laughs> so anytime he can talk shit about him, he Nate really Gary. takes advantage. If you follow me on Twitter, you're going to see just me commenting on the the actual Philadelphia Eagles post. I think I said the other day, I hope Nate Gary gets cut, cut at halftime. I'll bring down a cake. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> I'll get a nice cake. I'll go to Acme down by Philly, you know. It'll be a thing. It'll be great. I'll bring some beer, bring some liquor, bring some wine. We'll socially distance. It'll be great. He's terrible. He's an awful human being. He shouldn't be on the field. They they got these... Blood pressure's rising. Cut me, Gary. Yeah, just well, breathe. We don't just breathe. need you to get all riled up here. So I get suffice so to say... I get so riled up. I was watching highlights from the last game, and I'm sitting there like, fuck, fuck. Jenna's like, what's going on? Is something with work? I'm like, fucking Nate Gary's out of position again. Why do they have him on Chase Claypool? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, look, look at this. Jenna, look at my phone. And she's like, just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, I feel your pain. 
I feel your pain. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. One more quick note for you folks out thank there. Uh, coming up this next week, our, we do have four teams on by, so please don't start players from the following teams. Seattle, New Orleans, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So please keep them on your bench. You don't want to start them. They're not going to get you any points this week, which will not help your team. Uh Unless you're playing me, then start those guys, please. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Why don't you tell the folks out there one more time where they can find you? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at TheMBower85. Check out our podcast, our live stream. Always cool stuff going on. If you DM me, I will most likely DM you back unless you say something absolutely absurd. I'll probably still DM you back. But um, hit us questions. Hit us up with questions. we got great co-hosts over there. we got Porkman, Chef, Nate. We got a cool intern that hangs out too. Um, always a good time. Our live streams are a blast. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the comment sections basically just look like Dave talking to himself. It's pretty wild. So <laughs> come check us out. Hang out. If you don't get anything valuable out of it, it's going to be a good time. I can promise you that. And I say a lot more stupid things on my show than I did on this one. I promise. Yeah, definitely. I promise check that, that out. you listening will get something out of this podcast. Don't let him humble talk himself into a corner here. Go check out Dynasty Rewind. If you are watching us right now, go watch them in about 20 minutes when they kick off. And we're going to uh, have Mike you guys back on too. I'm working on something that we could play a virtual like beer pong. And like maybe I, I like could it. share the screen so we could do our drinking games again. You know what I mean? We'll 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 figure something out. I'm working on it. I gotta I'm on try board. to find the right one. Yeah, see, I, I'm hundred percent on board. On board. <laughs> that was a, I got everybody drunk that episode. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh you made me feel real dumb. So thank you for that. Those were hard questions, in all fairness. <laughs> when you have a Charlie Fry question in there for NFL trivia, it's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right jake uh why don't you tell the folks out there where they can find you you can find me rotating around the twitter space at jake trowbridge and you can find our podcast at drinking fantasy and you can find me at ff dusty dog on twitter and until next time folks keep drinking and talking fantasy football cheers ffers